So, uh, are we just setting you... the tone for the rest of the podcast? I mean, yeah, because really this creepy. is going to be. Uh... Well, it's funny because when you went to collect to pick up mixer up earlier on, <laughs> I was sitting here making notes uh, on my own in this very large building, all of our brewery <laughs> that we always do this in, and I was playing this theme and as I was making notes and. I scared myself, of course. You know. Did you run through the brewery, flip all the lights on, <laughs> look yeah. behind doors? I just started drinking an awful lot. Cre- creepy dogs. Because if I drink, you know, I, I'm not afraid anymore. Sure. So, amazing theme song for an amazing film, 1982's The Thing. Yes. Not the Marvel thing. What? It's Clobbering Time! Not, not the Fantastic Four, the thing? No, who's also amazing, though. Turn that costume, then. But we're doing a... <laughs> don't. We're doing a, a mini podcast today. Um, and you haven't heard from us in a while, even though we have a lot of podcasts we backed up, but that's okay. We're going to get this one out tonight. And the reason why is it's time-sensitive, like these sometimes are with us. Uh, because we are going to be introducing... The Thing. On John Sar- Carpenter's The Thing. On Saturday, July 12th at the Alamo on their late show, uh, 10.30. 10.30. So get your tickets like now if you can because they're selling out quick. And you know how Davey feels about the front row. Don't get in the front <laughs> row. Well, if you do, it's your own fucking fault. But, right. uh, so we're going to do a little bit. We're going to do some stuff about The Thing and John Carpenter in general. And uh, that's it. So just to be short and sweet, it's a shameless plug for <laughs> to come see us, to be honest. Right. But yeah. uh, don't you want to come see us? You know they do. Of course they do. Right. Why they? But for the first time, and we've done multiple ones now at the Alamo, we're actually on the little billboard for the... Uh, uh, for on the, the marquee. Yeah, we're there, So, which is great. It's good. We, we feel great, and we feel good about that, and I'm sure this time, because we feel so good about it, it's going to be absolutely Just fucking awful. shit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, hey, do you remember that thing they did at the Alamo? The thing is, that that the thing, did they the thing? thing? The, the thing. thing. Oh, yeah. God, it was terrible. Just like that joke. Um, so... Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the thing. Okay. Um, one of our favorite films of all time. Yes. One of the scariest films I've ever seen. I remember watching it when I was younger, and I was like, "Oh my god, this thing is scary as shit." Yeah, and a lot like the uh, the music itself, man. They yeah. so much like practical and so much they relying on the atmosphere. Right. You know, really, kind of make you feel isolated, like you really are. Right. You know. But it's cool, and I actually thought because um, you know John Carpenter does most of his themes himself. Right. Um, but he doesn't do this one. Um, oh yeah, uh, Ennio Marconi does right, it, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, you know, really I mean, and but I guess he tried to make it kind of sound Carpenter esque, I guess, um, which that's why it's so simple and so basic and so synthy. Because I mean, that's what John Carpenter. I was going to say, so. yeah, I don't think he used a lot of synthesizers when he was uh, no doing like the spaghetti westerns, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or the Mission, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but it's um, this film's obviously based on. Two things, uh, John W. Campbell's novella, Who Goes There, which I believe that this is a lot more accurate to that, to put the trail of that right. small, short novel. And then also um, The Thing from Another World, um, which was a film by Howard Hawks. Um, have you seen that? I have not. Black and white film? No. Nope. It's really good. Yeah. I've seen it a couple of times. Wasn't Actually, there another movie that, like in the 50s or 60s called The Thing? I feel like uh, maybe I'm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Think from another world. Think, uh, think from another planet. Maybe. All oh, right. Well, this is the thing from another world, but it's really it's it's a very good movie. I mean, pardon me again. Quite atmospheric. Um, set in you know the I think it was set in the North Pole, whereas the thing is set in the South Pole. Right. Um, and uh, you know, like it's it's funny to see though because they have like a journalist staying there, and they have you know at the at the base and they have this kind of cavalier flyboy kind of air force dude and some women and 
you know, they don't really look like they're in the Arctic. They're kind of walking around in like their smoking jackets and shit, you right. know, drinking scotch, smoking cigarettes. Uh, but it's a very, very atmospheric film. And uh, once again, they, they they find this, you know, ship or whatever out in the in the Arctic wilderness. And then they they kind of take, well, instead of like, you know, what happens with the dog and everything like right, this yeah. film, the 1982 version, they actually kind of take this, they find a guy. They see this like creature or whatever. Okay, right, yeah. It's frozen in the ice. Sure. So they pick up the ice and then bring it back to the, to the, um, the, uh, the, the camp or the, the station, station or whatever yeah. and uh, and then it kind of thaws out and it goes on a killing spree hmm. weirdly enough it turns out it's a vegetable <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds strange yeah, that's, yeah. in the shape of a man right. with a very elongated head like a big carrot basically okay sure like a big giant carrot in black and white with a you know a space suit and arms and legs sure but it was a super tall guy and he would like burst in and oh, you know the music was great and the start was this, was very similar to 1982 like Carpenter like as an homage to that film actually uh, tried to make the start of the ninety two version with that the way that the weird logo was. Yeah, and I heard and they had taken like a, an aquarium, I guess, and filled it full of smoke, yeah. and then like put a trash bag over it, and right. then burnt the trash bag away. So it. Whenever I want to make my you know special effects for my logos for my films, I always do the same thing. Yeah. And Practical. Uh, Practical. you know, yeah, that's what I always think. I need an aquarium, smoke, orange trash bags. Right. Got it. Nailed it. So, but it's a, like I said, if you get an opportunity to watch it, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. I mean, it's short. Like those B black and white movies made oh, in the fifties yeah. are like at the max, like 75 minutes long. Sure. So it won't take much of your time and it's very, very worth it. So the weird thing about that movie is that Carpenter was a big fan of it. But um, when, uh, when his movie came out, it was panned by the critics so much and by people who went to see it back in, in 82. And then the, the director of that film came out and said he did. He thought it was terrible. Oh yeah, which really bummed out John Carpenter for I guess. sure. Because yeah. this is his the favorite his favorite, his film is that his he's favorite made. movie. Right? Yeah, and we also, we should also say too um, for any of you people listening, uh, both of you, uh, if you have not seen the thing, we are probably going to be spoiling the hell out of it. So if you want to press pause now and wait until you see the movie on Saturday and then resume. If there's someone listening to this who hasn't seen the thing, don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> All right, because that's they, fucking ridiculous. There they both went. Yeah. <laughs> just me and you again baby right, yep, and yep. our parents starting all over again exactly <laughs> and my brother and your brother who's a big fan yes right. um, but uh, it didn't make any money it cost a lot to make back in the 80s like 15 million dollars or something like that sure and it only grossed about like 19 over the whole year that it was released um, but of course as these films do they tend to you know have a have a life of their own and uh, interestingly enough, it was released the same weekend as Blade Runner. Oh, uh, yeah, I did know that. And they were both panned critically. Yeah. And, but, of course, they've gone on to, to live on and on and on, and they will continue to do to do that. So um, I think it's kind of interesting. And I, I wonder if it's, like, because it was so fresh off of, like, Star Wars and Empire. Like, when people were going to see a sci-fi movie, they were expecting that sort of sp- yeah. spectacular, you know. Well, there was another film. Laden with special effects. And there was another film released a few weeks before um, called E.T. Oh, right, yeah. So... You had this cuddly, super sweet, nice <laughs> right, right, alien, right. and then you had this evil, terrible, dystopian, awful, negative view of an alien, and then our future with as, with the aliens, you know, which was uh, minimal. W- so maybe w- that's what affected it more than anything else. I wonder, like, when, if, and when we dis- well, when we discover, you know, other life form, if they're going to be more on the ET side or more on the, the thing side. You know, I would probably <laughs> drift more towards the thing side. 
than the ET side. I couldn't imagine a little kind of like we meet him, we give him like a one arm hug with like a knife behind our back yeah. and our other hand. Like, I don't think right, a little see how this goes. A little dwarf with a going finger is going to be, you know, what that's we kind of right. he's going to come fuck us up probably. But that's all right, you know. Yeah. Um, like I said, it didn't make any money, but um, it's become it's it's weird because it's become such a big big film in you know the cult genre and the sci-fi genre i mean i think that critics said things like well john carpenter from star there's this there was this uh, magazine called starlog which mm. is like oh a, yeah yeah and the critics are when it was reviewed in that it was said that uh john carpenter shouldn't direct traffic and he should definitely not be directing any sci-fi films <laughs> which is such bullshit man yeah well, i wonder who, wrote some jack who said that yeah, yeah i wonder where they are today guy. like i stand by it man i stand by it <laughs> I, I but it's kind of like it's been embraced so much in the pop culture that um, I believe that in Antarctica, when um, in the in the British Antarctic research stations, they all watch the thing as part of their midwinter feast. Oh yeah, I, when they I, go down to the like the the twenty or so people who are going to run it for like the winter time, they actually sit there and watch the thing and The Shining. Oh good, which are perfectly apt films. Absolutely, yeah. And I love that yeah. separate it's cautionary you know, tales. That, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that total irreverence. You, you know, start why not? talking to a bartender that wasn't here when you got here. Right. Maybe you should let someone know. Right. It's a red flag. Um, so what's the what do you love most about this film? Like when you think about the thing, what do you what do you think about? What's what kind of pops out in your head? I, I, the pacing, man. Uh, honestly, I love how evenly paced it is throughout the whole thing. Right. Um, and it is. It's just kind of creepy. Like the whole time, you're just like, "Fuck, I know something's gonna happen, but what and when?" Right. And then when shit does happen, it scares the. Little, it, it's terrifying. Yeah. Like I've seen the movie a dozen times. Yeah. And there's one scene in particular. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Can and, I guess and what I the scene is? Sure. Is it the defibrillation bit? No. Okay. Oh, that was my guess. Oh, right. <laughs> What's the scene? Uh, it is. It's the scene where they're uh, they have the electrode hooked up and they're touching the the blood samples. Oh yeah. Like and it's, like, it's just <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like every. It's a pretty scary time. bit though. Yeah, because it's just quiet and quiet and you're just like something's gonna happen something's yeah. gonna happen and you know it's happening i, I even having right. seen it i know it's gonna yeah. happen it's, like it's got the it's just the of the, the uh, flame throw right and then he heats up the little wire and he goes yeah in the, in the petri dishes and then he you expect yeah right was, every time and then yeah. he, the, like the, the, a, the like shaking a, happens and like a three-year-old with a jack-in-the-box. Like every time. Fuck me. You push it back down. Fuck. Push it back down. Right. It's just like that. For me, it's... For me, it's the... I guess what's your favorite part, I suppose. It's the bit where the guy starts coming apart as the thing. But the guys... It's when they're... Just before that bit, actually. When they're still all all tied. I think it's when they're still all tied up. It's been a, it's been about six months since I've seen it. Um, it's not available on in, instant viewing on Netflix. No, it's not DVD rented. But um, when they turn around and the guy's head grows legs mm-hmm. and walks out the and room, walks out the room, and, the and they all goes, just watch. You gotta be fucking kidding me! Because <laughs> yeah. in my head, that's what I was saying as well at the same time. Yeah. So it was just perfectly timed. Yeah, I for love. Me. I also love how like cool and calm they really like they are. You know, yeah. I mean, they're freaking out a little bit. Yeah. Like. I no for me it would yeah. be like ball game. That's it. Yeah, I'm strapping on my snowshoes. Fucking <laughs> out! I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, yep. But uh, see ya, Kurt Russell. I mean, of course, I have a huge man crush on him. I right. think he's fucking. He should be in everything. He's brilliant. And this is like him at his peak, you know, mm-hmm. as McCready, um, just absolutely brilliant. But a really interesting. I mean, I guess that Clint Eastwood, Jeff Bridges, 
Um, who else? Nick Nolte were up for the part or turned it down. I wonder what they all came in like, you know, to interview or to audition. If they held up like a little fake beard just to see what they look like. With, like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, Clint, just the beard is not you. Has Clint uh, ever Nick, had a beard Nick in a film? No, that's what I mean. Maybe that's it. Maybe that was Nick a deal Nolte's breaker. had beard. Jeez, yeah. remember that no, that right. shot of him as the and his yeah. mugshot, whatever. Yeah, he, he had is, a fucking he, had a beard. he had an amazing beard. Yeah, uh, unkempt. You know, his hair is all over the place. Uh, but no, I don't think Clint's ever had a beard. Not like to my knowledge, I can't think of it. Anyway. He'd probably look good with a beard, though. He's got a big chin, you know, big kind of chiseled chin. Yeah. And um, yeah, but uh, Kurt Russell's brilliant, you know, in this film. Um, uh, Wilford Brimley. When he freaks out with the the axe or the you know when he's or the sledgehammer when he's just destroying the shit out of the room, I love that scene. Yeah. And you know, at the end of that, when they're like cut, he was like like just collapsed into a chair and was just right. wheezing yeah. and like oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, we got it we got it I'm not doing it again because <laughs> I mean he's going for it dude yeah he does he really does uh, and here's something that I figured out watching it the last time I was watching it I was really curious I was like well, you know if Wilfred Blinman has he been old his entire life right uh, I mean <laughs> I don't know well I looked it up to see like how old you know when he was born. What is he? 120 right now? You would think that, right? No, uh, he in that movie. Like picture you at home. Picture Wilford Brimley, and he really looked no different in that movie than he does in those diabetes in the diabetes commercial or in like Our House. Remember that terrible show in the right. uh, late late 80s? Um, he he was 45. Fuck off. 45, dude. <laughs> he was 45 in that fucking movie. I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse about my age. Oh, it makes me feel fucking great. <laughs> I mean, I know we don't look like Wilfred Brimley, and we're not quite 45, but still, that's kind of I mean, nuts. is that like I'm just a few years away from being like an overweight cantankerous, <laughs> you know, like get off my lawn type You're of gonna dude? You've got to wake up one morning and have those really thick glasses, have a really crazy walrus mustache, and, you know, start talking about diabetes. Yeah. Uh, the Postmaster General. He has, a, he has a CD that just came out. So when he made Cocoon, he was like 50. Right, exactly. Less. That's he that, wasn't even an old age pensioner. Abs- That's fucking bullshit. I know. He was taking the job of some old guy. Right, yeah. That Everybody is, else in that movie were were in their sixties and, and Jessica Tandy was like a hundred when she made right, that. Right, yeah. Talk about cradle robin. Uh, so wasn't she his he so he would have been forty years her junior? Jesus, dude, yeah. that is not right. Yeah, I think he only he's only like ten years older than Gutenberg. And so you think about you know, <laughs> <laughs> Gutenberg should have been jumping in that fucking pool for Christ's right, sake. Yeah. Jesus, that's just <laughs> my mind's been blown. You yeah. liar, fucking Wilfred Blimey. You're not old. Right. Maybe when he was a baby, though, that he came out with a mustache. He came out with a big old face. Oh, yeah, for sure. He came out wearing adult diapers. Literally, he just always had them. He had diapers and he just kept them into adult diapers. Right. He never actually gave up the diapers. Yeah, I he was always assumed old. he was just like one of the little rascals or something, you know? Like, he's Is he dead? A, is he not dead? No, he's... I'm he's probably not dead because he's only like 58. I saw him on... Uh, not Craig Kilborn, but... Um, uh, fuck, was it? Uh, Craig Ferguson. I saw him on The Late Show with Craig Ferguson not too long ago. And he's like... He, he's doing like... <laughs> like wait, Was he doing wait, cartwheels? Wait. Purse-ups. No, he's doing press-ups. He's doing... I promise you, you can Google this. And I, I might have a couple of these terms mixed up, but it's pretty damn close. He is doing... Uh, Spoken word cowboy poetry <laughs> over like <laughs> over jazz music. Oh God, yeah, that's his CD. That's the album he has out right now. That, well, <laughs> so he's like he he's younger than William Shatner. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Which obviously, when I hear spoken word, I always think of William Shatner uh, for sure. Um, that's just I'm don't know what to say. Right. Yeah, I know. No one knows what to say about that. No, 
And I'm going to bring it up at the show too. At the oh moment. fuck yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, well, let's, well, you should probably talk about. I mean, like Carpenter's career, he's made a, a bunch of movies like that that are you know rely on practical effects and atmospherics. He and, has, and but music. We, I, I, before we get to that, though, okay, there's a couple of things that I want to just bring up because I look and researching about this because we always have to talk about yeah, this yeah, film this sure. week. Okay, um, uh, did you know that it was not nominated for a visual effects Oscar in 1982? Uh, I, I, yes, I do now that it wasn't. Uh, I'll tell you the three movies that were, oh, and the boy. last one I say will be the one that won. Poltergeist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That ter- scared the shit out of me. Right. Blade Runner. Of course. Yeah, Should have won it. Right, yeah. E.T. Won it. Hmm. You know, and that was the year that Gandhi won like a million Oscars, so I'm surprised that Gandhi wasn't nominated for Best Visual Effects. <laughs> we probably would have fucking won, but E.T. won. So for the little guy with the glowing finger. Yeah, but maybe. Spaceship at the end. No, but maybe it's like the... Um, you know when the bicycles movie. take off. You I know mean, when like yeah, the bikes take off. Over is the that cars? Trump Rob Button's like crazy effects? No, I don't know. Oh, did you know Stan Winston did a lot of effects for the? I guess you're ma- well? yeah, he had a breakdown on the film. He yeah, was he overworked. But he Stan uh, Winston step in. Yeah, he but he didn't take any credit for it. Right. Yeah. Because he's a stand up dude. Right. He's a stand up dude. Stan. But Blade Runner though. Yeah. I mean Blade Runner should have. I mean that's yeah. ridiculous. I mean that that look that was spect- not more beyond spectacular. I mean the way that movie looked. It holds up to today. Like when you watch it, it doesn't look like a movie no, that was made in the eighties. No, it's it's yeah, and the thing kind of you know uh, you know, bit, yeah. but that's okay. You know, right. it's it's a little dated as far as the way it looks. But, but when you think of the thing, it's all practical right. special effects. There wasn't any anything right. digitally or nothing was done post except for that first shot. But yeah. aside from that, but the prequel. I mean, I think that some of the effects in the original looked better than the prequel. Yeah. Which I didn't mind that film. I actually didn't like. I didn't. I didn't think that was really shit at all. I thought that was that was that was actually. I enjoyed it to be honest. And okay. I was. I liked the way it kind of set the tone for the whole. And then how they used the music, the thing music as the outro music for that film. Right. As they were chasing the the dog across the the snow. Sure. And I actually, like I said, I like that movie. I like what's her name? What's the chick in that? She's uh, great. I can't think of her name. Uh-huh. So, but it was nominated for a Razzie. The thing, for you're not going to believe this. Oh, I'm. Wait, let me see if I can guess. It's not Kurt Russell's performance, is it? No. It's the uh, w- the worst original score. I mean, that doesn't okay. make any fucking sense. No, it sense. doesn't. It doesn't make any sense either. They must have. The had, it must have been like like. Like yeah. what a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like that's a fuck. I mean, that stood up to the test of time. Uh, you know, most of the Razzies, I don't think I've ever heard something that they've suggested. And I've been who like, does oh, the Razzies? Right. I don't know. Cynics. You know, some fucking yeah. dick, Razzie guy, but um. Anyway, as we were talking about, um, the uh, John Carpenter uh, has made some great films. So we're going to basically just run down over his directorial career. And I haven't seen all of them. I've seen a lot of them, but I don't think I've seen all the movies he's made. Um, I don't think I have either, to be honest. But we're going we're gonna to run through them real quick. Okay. And just kind of like, you know, give me your vibe. Or like, you know, a short little kind of liked it or not liked it. Yeah. Um, he did some shorts, but the, r- the first real film he did probably was Dark Star, which I actually, up until today, had no idea he did that. Yeah, I didn't either, I guess. Which is a really cool, hippie, weird um, space movie. Yeah. Which I haven't we, seen in a long time. I think time. we've talked about it before, actually, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I couldn't believe he was the director of that. No, I didn't know it. Uh, Salt and Precinct 13. Yep, okay. Great film. Yep, fantastic. Um, really atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, se- the remake was... Uh, no, it was all right. It was about what we expected. Yeah. Of course, Halloween uh, oh, yep. in 1978. Yep. Amazing film. And still, for me, I love watching Halloween, and still fucking creeps me out. Yeah, one of the first. I didn't obviously didn't see it in the theater, but it was one of the first like VHS scary movies that, mm-hmm. that I rented when I was about ten years old. Yeah, to set off a whole series of 
horror yeah. movies that just kicked it all off. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, I'm not going to sleep tonight, but I can't wait to do this next weekend. Yeah. So, yeah. Lots of great flair wearing in that film. Lots mm-hmm. of flares worn very well. <laughs> um, Someone's Watching Me, which is a TV movie. I don't, I've uh, never yeah, seen I don't it. know that I've seen that either. Um, Elvis TV, TV movie. Okay. Kurt Russell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which right. he was brilliant in that. Yeah, he was great. Actually. Um, then he made The Fog. Also, Vaguely remember. I, I yeah, love that I know film. I've seen it, but I... Adrian Barbeau, yeah. who's his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, John Carpenter's wife was in that. And great film. Really enjoyed it. Uh, remake was fucking awful. Yeah, I have seen the remake and it was terrible. Terrible. Yeah. That guy, Tom, what's his name, who was Superman Smallville? Welling. Yeah, and um, Selma, Bla- Selma, ha- Selma Blair, Selma who actually Blair. I love her. But yeah, uh, yeah the, fo- it was ter- the remake was terrible. The f- first one was great and scary and cool and, mm-hmm. you know, liked it a lot. Escape from New York, of course. Well, we, we've covered yeah, this okay. ad nauseum. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, Snake Plissken's the fucking man. Then he went, went down and made a thing, of course, which we're talking about now. Uh, Christine. Uh, uh, again, man. The, that's the um, uh, Stephen King yeah. book. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think of that film? Uh, well, again, I saw it when I was 10. It would have been Loved like that it. same summer, right? And uh, w- what's funny is that I watched this at a friend's house just up the street. And, yeah. you know, w- it was sufficiently terrifying and campy and cheesy and just everything like a 10 or 12-year-old would want, right? Right. Um, and then I'm walking home. It's just like a block from my friend Kirk's house to my house. But it yeah. was night. It was like, you know, 1030. And as I'm like walking to the house, a car like tops the hill behind me. And so I see like the headlights light up everything. And I turn around and it just happens to be like an old Plymouth for like, and maybe not the same car from the movie, but a car that had like dual headlights on either side. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shat my pants, ran faster than I think I've ever run in the history of earth. Uh, to my house, you know, like ran up, like the door, ran upstairs, locked my door, went under the That's bed. Great. I, it was it that I cannot tell you like how hard my heart was beating when I turned around. I mean, if it had just been two headlights, I still would have been creepy. Yeah, you know, and like like oh, but it, it, the fact that it was an old classic car. Yeah, you know, and I just envisioned like <laughs> like some this car being driven by like a 70 year old dude you know right and just like top barely looking over this giant steering wheel <laughs> and like tops the hill <laughs> and then just sees this, this abject terror in the you know 10 year old's face and then just watch him disappear you know like right. light speed down the street and i can't imagine what he was thinking at the time you know you know that would be great if i could if i had the 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 wherewithal and the future thought that she set my kids up like that I can watch a film like that and then make someone drive a car. Let's go for a walk right. after this. And that's no, why Shelby. you don't walk yes. outside at night. Yeah. <laughs> be kind of funny, but that's brilliant. Right. Wow. I mean, amazing. Um, the thing was um, Carpenter's first, which I didn't know this until I started looking at this again. Um, his first in um, his Apocalypse trilogy, okay. I guess. Did you hear about this? No. So we've done the thing. So anyway, right. um, Starman. Yeah. I oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Again, and all Karen atmospheric, Allen. man. It's a great for film, sure. man. Yeah. It was really Trippy nice. Trippy as balls. Big Trouble in Little China, fucking okay, yeah, amazing. No, yep. Uh, then Prince of Darkness, which is the number two in his Apocalypse trilogy. Okay. Do you remember that one? Don Pleasance about Liquid Satan. Very underrated mm, film. Yeah. Alice Cooper was in it sure, as a scary yep. kind of weird nomad guy outside. Right. Um, also, like I said, really underrated film. Mm-hmm. I actually really, and it's creepy and atmospheric and scary. Uh, they Live, fucking classic. Oh my God, yeah. You know? Yeah. Kick-ass, chew bubblegum, all bubble. Memoirs of an Invisible Man starring Chevy Chase. Daryl yep. Hannah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good film, yeah. man. It's funny. Yeah. It's entertaining. Yeah, it's funny. Was that his only comedy, do you know? Or like, because I mean, it was I think like, so. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, Sam Neill was in that as the scary bad guy. Right. Uh, then he made Body Bags, which is a TV movie. Then he made his third 
in the in the Apocalypse trilogy, in the Mouth of Madness. Oh yeah, have you seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Fucking scary. Yep, terrible. Jorgen Proctow, um, Sam Neill again. Interesting about that film is that I actually saw that in the U.S. of A. Huh. I was taken by this girl. I just started seeing, um, for a very short time, and uh, it was in the Dollar Theater, I guess. Yeah. And uh, out at a place that doesn't, they don't. The theater's not there anymore, and. Uh, yeah, she we you know was together for a very really short there? time, and then she's now gay. Oh. So, well, all right. <laughs> I don't know if this was the film. Was it me? I don't know. But the combination of things. Good know. luck to her. Right. You know, um, she figured out who she was, and sure. that's we can you know everyone yeah. should do that. Uh, Village of the Damned, which is a remake. Yep. Starring Christopher Reeves. This one. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great film. It's okay though. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't memorable. Memorable to no. me. I know the original's I creepier it, and yeah. black and white. It's mm-hmm. much creepier. Um, Escape from L.A., you know, could have been so great. Yeah. I Actually, you know what's funny is I had no idea he directed it. I guess we yeah. talked about it before, but it always, I just kind of like pushed it out of my mind. Yeah, because it was crazy. That was Bob Carpenter, you know. Or, <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Tony Carpenter. It was Karen Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, vampires. Have you seen that? The Rucker Hauer, maybe? No. John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi, right, yes. Or is it James Woods? Or maybe both of them. Oh, it could be both, yeah. Uh, you know, I think I've seen it. Yeah, I think I've seen it too. But I can't really 100% remember too much about it. Let's have a quick... James Woods. It is the James Woods one. All right, yeah. It wasn't bad. Yeah. You mm. know, I remember being... Re- I think I think Bon Jovi was in the two. All right. Um, and then uh, Ghosts of Mars. Seen that one? Mm. Ice Cube. Oh, right, yes. And... Um, gosh darn it, who else is in it? Ice Cube and... Um, let me see here. Ice Cube, uh, Natasha Henstridge, yep, yep, yeah, yep. Pam Greer. Kind of shit, to be honest. Yeah, again, not memorable. I mean, no, and it was, I remember I was like, oh, this isn't so bad, and just never really got great, you know? Sure. Kind of could have been, maybe. I don't know. Was that his last movie? Uh, no, The Ward is his last one as a director, which I have also never seen. Yeah, who's in that? What's um, that? Amber Heard, Mamie Goomer, Daniel. Hannah Baker. It was just a couple of years ago, right? Um, like 2010. 2010. Yeah. And the storyline. 1966 in North Bend, Oregon. Runaway Christian. Captured by police. Blah, blah, blah. Born in a farmhouse. La, la, la. Abducted by Alice. Is also killed. Uh, I don't know. I this. wish it was called The Burt Ward. <laughs> um, it had a $10 million budget. Just like the thing. Wow. 2010 and 1982. That's it doesn't quite get you as far. No, that's a shame yeah, too. Yeah. If you think about it. I mean... Right. I think John Carpenter was a visionary. As far as horror and sci-fi goes, he was definitely one of the trailblazers and has done so much for both those genres, specifically the horror genre, of course, um, because, you know, the thing happened across those two. And I've never met him, but I've heard he's actually quite a card when you meet him. Hmm. He can be cranky and cantankerous, which I kind of like that. All right, that's fine. um, But it's, um, you know, maybe some, we'll have some opportunity to meet him someday, but um, one of my all-time favorite films Love it. Can't wait to be a part of this next week. Um, um, who do you think survived? Who do you think, at the end of that film, we're, we're really going to spoil it now, uh, where you have Charles and McCready, and they're both like, looking at each other. Right. And do you think that, do you imagine that either of them survive? Yeah. I well, don't, I don't. 
in 2002, they made a video game, and Carpenter's gone on the record saying that that is chronologically uh, correct. Oh, really? Yeah, and McCready survives. Oh, well, of course. Well, I mean, if one of them had to. That's and he's, he, I guess he's stated repeatedly that if you watch the end of the film, which I hadn't had a chance to do this when I read this, Mac is the only one who has breath when he's talking. Charles doesn't. Oh, so okay. there you go. Even though Keith Davis come out and said, no, no, I was definitely not the thing. I don't know about Kurt Russell, but it wasn't me, you know? Right, yeah. They never made a sequel, which the, it, they, it was vaunted for a long time. Oh, my God, it was right for it, yeah. And Sci-Fi Channel, I guess, tried to do it like a sequel in 2003. They made the prequel. Even then, when I thought they made the prequel, if I had, had made more money, maybe, you know, it would have kind of spurred on to make a sequel. Um, but they didn't do it, which is a bummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to intro this film next week. and 10.30. Alamo Draft House, July 12th. Get your tickets now. Yes. Uh, it's going to be a blast. We're going to have some fun at the start of it, and then we're going to watch one of the greatest films ever made. I can't wait to see it like in a dark, silent theater. It's going to be so fucking creepy. Yeah. Yeah, because it'll be the first time I've ever seen it in cinema. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, come along and join us, and uh, uh, we're going to play you out with, uh, with the end credits theme. Yeah, the theme. end credits theme. Sure. All right. All right. Good luck.